Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Right, let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you are here, Lord Jesus, and that you have something for us today. Lord, I open my heart. We each open our hearts today, and we ask you to deposit some manna, some living bread for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. It's great to see you. Welcome. I would like to start a new sermon series this week called Cutting Edge. And the idea is this. You, yes, you, are the cutting edge of what this church is doing. And it's not just on Sunday mornings for a couple of hours. It's on Monday morning at 11 o'clock. It's on Wednesday night at 10 o'clock. It's wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you are the cutting edge of this church. You might stand back and say, whoa, I'm not ready for this. I didn't sign up for this. I just want to come and sit in the back row and watch and listen. But God says you are a minister. If you are a Christian and you are in our church, you are a minister. You say, I'm not a minister. I'm an accountant. I'm a teacher. I'm a housewife. The Bible says you and I, all of us, are ministers. In fact, the Bible says we are the body, a body of Christ. You know, in your body, you have some organs that are very small and hidden. And you have other organs which are very large and visible, like your nose. That was a joke. Your nose is large and visible. Whereas other parts are not so visible. But every part of your body is essential. The Bible says we are a body and every part is essential. Others are different to some others. Every part is unique but essential. And we're saying you are a part, you are an essential part of the body of Christ. And it's not just on Sundays or in Christian gatherings that you express your ministry. So let's look at the first verse, which is Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 12. And it says that the job of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers is to equip the saints for the work of of ministry. What does equip mean? What does equip mean? Equip means give you the equipment, give you what you need, help you, encourage you. It's like a coach in a football team or a rugby team or whatever team, equipping you, giving you what you need and helping you and saying, come on, do this a bit better. Let's help you in this way or that way. Equip you. Secondly, what is a saint? You might have thought that a saint is someone who does amazing things and there's only a few of them in Christian circles. That's not true. The Bible talks about saints as everybody who becomes a Christian. The minute you walk through that curtain of the blood of Jesus and you allow his blood to wash you and cleanse you and change you, you are a saint. You are considered holy, perfect, pure. You say, but I'm not. I'm not the minister. I'm not the apostle. I'm not the great preacher. You are a saint because of the blood of Jesus. But now the important part is our job, my job, and a few of us in the church, our job is to equip you, to give you the tools and the encouragement and the guidance you need to equip you, the saints, for the work of ministry. You say, whoa, hold on a second. I thought, Greg, you did the work of the ministry. 
I thought I was the church member and you were the minister and you did the work of the ministry and that's why we pay you every week. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says my job is to equip you and you do the work of ministry. Wow, this is a brain twister. You mean I'm a minister? You mean just because I'm a, I'm a Christian, I gave my life to Jesus two weeks ago, I don't know anything about the Bible, I don't know anything about anything, how can I be a minister? Because it's not about you, it's about the power of God and the anointing of God and the purpose of God that He has on your life. The Bible says that He has prepared good works for you to do in advance. Before you were even born, He wrote in a book all the things that He has got planned for you to do. And those things that He's planned for you to do match up perfectly with the way that He's made you. Your gifts and talents and passions, they match up with the things that He's got for you to do and they are different to everybody else in the body of Christ. What He has for you to do is not the same as what He has for everybody else to do. You are a minister. And if you don't do your job, the body is lacking. The body is sick, it's deficient. You know, if one part of my body, a tiny little organ, I don't know which one you want to pick, the thyroid gland, if it stops doing its job, the whole body feels the effects and I become sick. My dear brother or sister, not because you are great, but because God is great, you have a ministry and a function. And if you don't do it, sometimes because we feel afraid, we say, whoa, I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm, I, I don't feel qualified. If you shrink back from the ministry God has given you, we all suffer. And Jesus' body is not reflected accurately to the world out there. So my first point is that you and I, we are all ministers. We have different functions. We are the body of Christ. And your job is vital and important and beautiful. Express it. Do your ministry. Show what God has put within you, which is different to everybody else. Are you willing to do that? I know it's scary, but the great news is it's not your strength. It's God who has anointed us. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 21 says, God has anointed all of us and given us His Spirit as a guarantee. God has given you the power, the opportunities, the gifts, the everything you need, the relationships, the background, the training. He has given you what you need. You just need to express it. So that's the first point. You are a minister. You say, I didn't sign up for this. Bad luck, buddy. You're in. You're in. We need you. You just need to get a little bit brave and start saying, yes, I'm willing to step out and do what God has called me to do. That's the first point. The second point is that ministry does not just happen in a few hours in a certain special building, in a special environment where only Christians are around. Ministry happens all the time. And this, again, is a bit of a mind-bender for many people. Let me read you a verse, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain 
in the Lord. When are we supposed to abound in the work of the Lord? At 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning only? No, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You mean when I'm sick in bed at home with a stomach ache at two in the morning, am I supposed to be abounding in the work of the Lord? Well, always means always. You mean when I'm in my office at work and the boss is giving me a hard time and my colleague is gossiping about me and the clients are complaining, you mean then I'm supposed to be doing the ministry, the work of the Lord? Always, always, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You see, we have been somehow tricked into thinking ministry is a very narrow thing that happens in certain circumstances by a very few people and in special occasions. But actually ministry is out there on the cutting edge. And it's you and it's me. And I want to release you and I want to empower you today and say if you will start stepping out into this role of being a minister, you will see amazing changes in your Christian life. Our aim and goal and desire in this sermon series is for you to wake up every morning and start putting on your clothes for work and instead of thinking, oh no, why am I doing another day of work? Now you, you guard and you think, I'm going out to do my ministry. The mother who's looking after children and fetching them from school and doing all those tasks instead of thinking oh I hate this I just wish I could get back to a church meeting where I can be in the presence of the Lord no now you say I'm doing my ministry when I'm looking after these children when I'm helping my spouse dealing with in-laws whatever it is in every circumstance of life you are a minister always abounding in the work of the Lord and we're going to pray at the end of the service today for you and we're going to release you and empower you and ordain you and say go do it and we're going to see a change in our town and in our lives as a result because we suddenly realize wow it's me God can use me every day and we're going to hear from someone a little bit later but now I'm just going to ask James to share for a few minutes some thoughts on this how many of you realize that there are all sorts of tools that we have in our lives, in our homes, for the different areas of our lives that help us to be effective in life, really? I brought a few along for you to see today, and maybe you can tell me if you recognize them, or if you even have them in your house. How many of you know what that is? It's a cheese grater. How many of you got a cheese grater? Awesome. Cosgraves, if you need a cheese grater, they've got the only one in the church. <laughs> How many of you recognize these bad boys? How many of you got some of these? This is a real man tool. Hedge trimmers, grass trimmer, whatever you want to call it. I know that many of you will recognize this little fellow. Whether you're a lady or a guy, they're useful, aren't they? It's a shaver. What about this? Do you recognize that? Potato peeler. What about those? Kitchen scissors. Exactly. I need two hands for this one. That's a pruning saw. Some secateurs. Anyone got any secateurs at home for pruning your rose bushes and in your garden? What about one of these? Special fancy vegetable crudite thingy-ma-bob makers. It's called a mandolin. 
Watch out for this thing. This takes no prisoners. Uh, this is a filleting knife for filleting fish. It's flexible, little blade. I found this in our drawer and I had to ask Heidi what the heck this was. It's got like a little screw element on the end and a blade. Apparently that's a spiralizer. Anyone heard of a spiralizer? For spiralizing vegetables. Making your vegetables look like a spring. This is one of my favorite tools. This is a man tool, this one right here. That there is a leather man. Oh yes, you feel all the more manly for having one of those. My point being, these are all tools which are supposed to help us. This is the most useless of them all. This is called a safety knife, which is blunt and doesn't even have a point. I can squeeze my hand on it and it will never do me any harm. This is for children to use when mummy's in the kitchen so that they can feel like they're partaking, I guess. Uh, all of these tools and knives that I have on the table are all different sizes and shapes and have all different uses, but they all have one thing in common. Can you tell me what that is? They all have a cutting edge. It doesn't matter what shape the blade is or how the handle fits in your hand, they are used to cut. And one of the most disappointing things that you can find is when you reach in a drawer and you take out a knife and it is blunt. Yes, what good is a knife if it's blunt? Maybe it's good for spreading butter. That's about it. My point today is that you and I, like all these tools, have different roles to play in the world, but we all have a cutting edge for the Lord. Now, one of the things that I'm really aware of, I like to keep my knife really, really sharp, but with a sharp knife comes an element of risk, amen? If you are in the kitchen a lot cutting vegetables, there's a way to cut with a knife so that you don't lose the pad off of your fingertip. How many of you have cut yourself with a kitchen knife before? You guys know what I'm talking about. Sharp knives are effective and efficient, but they're also a little bit dangerous. There's always an element of risk. And the reason I'm saying that is because I believe, we believe that God wants us with our cutting edge, God wants us to live on the edge. God wants us to live with an element of risk in the way that we serve him and live for him. You know, we as Christians can play it safe. We can never talk about our faith with people and never expose ourselves and say, I'm a Christian. We can be safe and just keep ourselves hidden. Or we can go out there into our workplace and we can make ourselves available and take a step of faith. God wants us to live on the edge as believers. He doesn't want us to be safe. He doesn't want us to be one of these safety knives, which is no good. He wants us to be sharp and active wherever he has put us. Amen. And so today, I want you to think about five things that are going to help you to stand out from the blunt knives, as it were. How can I, if, I, if you here, are here today and you feel like I'm a bit of a safe Christian, there's not much that I really do for the Lord outside of church on a Sunday, how can I become sharper? How can I stay sharp? I want you to remember these five words, and we're going to use them over the next few weeks. Uh, number one, S stands for speak. 
You know when you're at work and your boss is getting angry with you or people are talking about you, you can speak well. If you want to stand out from the rest of the word, world, sorry, speak positive, speak life-giving words, speak well, and people will notice you and ask you why you're different. That is one way for you to serve the Lord wherever you are. Speak well, speak life into situations, into people's lives. The second thing, Holy Spirit, H, be Holy Spirit led. So that means that I am asking God to lead me through my day. I'm asking God to speak to me and show me what he wants me to do. Show me who he wants me to speak to. Show me how he wants me to give or act or whatever it is. And when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you obey. Obey straight away. And you will begin to be amazed at how easily you start to hear the Holy Spirit. I just want to say that delayed obedience is disobedience. So don't wait. Be brave and step out. Holy Spirit-led. A stands for act. You know, it's one thing to feel sorry for people in difficult circumstances, but it's a whole other thing to act in a way that blesses them. To do something. To act in love and to reach out and to accept people, to be an accepting person that acts in a way that loves. Amen? That's how we can be different, by accepting others and acting lovingly towards them. R stands for reach. Reach out to the people around you with hope. Reach out to the people around you with the good news. Share the good news of Jesus, not in the way that you live only, but using your words too. As God gives you the opportunity, share the good news of what he's done for you. Share the hope that you have inside. You know, the world is without hope, but as believers, we're a people that are different. We have a hope inside. We have Jesus living in us, his power available to us every moment of the day. And we can spread that hope and we can spread that message of love so that others can come into relationship with Jesus too. And lastly, P, be a prayer. You can pray at home for all the situations that you know people are going through or whatever, whatever. But there will be opportunities when you come across people where in that moment you have an opportunity to pray with them right there at work, at the, in the school play, playground, at a function with your family, at home with your kids. Pray in the moment right there and then. Be bold to say, can I pray with you? People will say yes if you will offer the opportunity to pray. So those are five things. Speak well. Be Holy Spirit led. Act in love and accept other people. Reach out with the good news of the gospel. And be someone who prays for and who prays in situations. And God will begin to sharpen you and make you like a razor. Amen. You are the cutting edge. Let's do it. Folks, this is our dear sister Audrey from Kenya, who's been living in Jersey for a few years. She is a housewife and a mum, 
uh, of three beautiful girls. She's a, a wife to Tony. She's a Christian and she's infectious with her faith. Come up, Audrey. And she also does people's hair. And she talks to them about Jesus and invites them to church. Hi, Audrey. Hi. Hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Audrey. Um, my name is Audrey. I have three kids. Um, I'm a staying at home mom. I sometimes help people with their hair and I help, looking up, I help them uh, to look after their children if like, they're at work or something like that. That's correct. Yeah. Audrey, tell us about times when you have an opportunity to show Jesus' love to anybody in your day-to-day -day life. Um, um, most of the times when I do people's hair, I tend to, people open up because we spend so much time with them. So they start telling me what they're going through in life, their challenges, and that's my opportunity where I share the love of Christ and I tell them about Jesus. And I've seen people really changing. I've, pe I've seen people's, um, the way they think, they think differently. I've seen people actually giving tithes and fast fruit and seeing fruit in their life because uh, some of them they would say, oh, I don't, see, I don't know where my money is going and I just share about the things of God and I've seen tremendous things happening just at home. So, so people are sharing with you while you're talking to them yes. and they're saying I'm having financial problems and you what? What do you tell them? I tell them about fast fruit, I tell them about, uh, about uh, tithe and uh, what I've seen them doing in my life. Awesome. And um, I've just seen God like supplying in a supernatural way, um, financial blessings, you know, I, I lack nothing. If I want something, I've seen God blessing me in a supernatural way. That, and it has helped me to also be a blessing to other people. And when I tell them, because they, they would tell me, oh, I don't see where my money goes. I work so hard, I earn a lot of money. But when I open this business, I open that, I don't see anything happening for me. And when I tell them about fast routine, they go and try and they're like excited. Wow, this is happening. And many of them have given their lives to Christ. That's great. Yeah. And have you ever um, kind of shared the gospel with people and told them, told them about Jesus if they're not Christians? Yes, I always do tell them about Jesus, especially on social media. I use my Facebook to glorify the name of the Lord. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, I use WhatsApp as well. Like I have friends who are, who are not Christians, and I always share a word a day. I send them a word of the Lord every day, just one word a day, on Monday to, on Monday to Friday. That's and awesome. they have been responding very well. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you have any struggles or challenges, Audrey, especially things we can be praying for you, things that um, you need the Lord's help with or things that you find difficult in sharing with other people? Um, sometimes I feel discouraged okay. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like um, I'm intruding in somebody's space or I'm talking too much and I'm like, should I or should I not or should I just be quiet about this? Mm. Yes. And what about praying for people in situations? Have you seen answers to prayer? Yes, I've seen several people giving their lives to Christ. And just, just sometimes talking to people is just not enough. We have to pray for them. We have to pray. And I've had a list of people who are not saved and I pray for them every day. Even if I don't say so many words, I just say, God, remember this person. God, remember that person. And I've just started seeing them say, can you share, for, can you share with me the word of God? Can you just uh, send me a word every day? And I've seen people just changing and giving their lives to Christ, coming to church. And I just glorify God for everything that he's doing in my Praise life. God. Just yeah. tell us briefly, Audrey, about being a mum and a wife. Do you find opportunities to um, serve your family and, and show Jesus to your, to your daughters and your husband? 
and maybe other family members do you find times for that yes that's something i it in my priority it's number one because um, the Bible says that you train up a child the way they should go, that when they grow up, they will never depart from it. And this is an evil world. Evil is everywhere. We have to spend time with them, teach them the word of God. So every day, I sit with them down and we just read the word of God. Even if it's just one chapter a day, we read, I read with them the word of God every day. And I've seen tremendous um, their character changing. They go to school, they talk to the teachers about the word of awesome. God. So they are, they are using them as a tool because children are very bold. So when they go to school and they ask their teachers about the church, they're, they're singing the songs for the church, they're telling them the word of God, and just, awesome. I just glorify God for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's pray for Audrey, guys. Father, we thank you so much for this woman of God. We thank you that she is a faithful uh, servant, that she is shining your light, Lord God, that she's bringing up her children, that she's serving her family, that she's loving you, that she's shining your light. And Lord God, we pray for your blessing upon her. We pray for you to provide for every need. Father God, we thank you for protecting her from the enemy's attacks. We thank you, God, for giving her opportunities to share your word and to love people. We thank you, God, for causing her to flourish and expand and grow greater and greater in you and for blessing this family, Tony and the girls and Audrey and their extended family, for blessing them. And we thank you, God, that they are being salt and light wherever they go. We just thank you for your anointing and your blessing in Audrey's life. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Audrey. You've encouraged us greatly today. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm just going to close with one verse. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Let me read that again. He through us, he diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Every place. The dark places, the non-religious places, the relaxation places, the work places, the sports places, the family places, the tough and the easy places, the holiday places, the home places. In every place, God is diffusing the fragrance of the knowledge of Jesus through us, not just through a special few. Amen? Amen. You are valuable. You are equipped. You are anointed. You are blessed. You are called. And God has put you in places that others of us could never be in. You know, there are people that you will meet and that you will speak to that no other Christian will ever go there. They will never meet another Christian. They will never hear the word of God through any other way other than you. There are places and people that you come in contact with that no one else from the body of Christ will ever go. God is spreading his fragrance through you. And now my challenge to all of us is, God, how can I be more effective? How can I be sharper on the cutting edge? So let me ask you, brother or sister, what is your cutting edge? What is it? What is the place where you meet this dying world with the love of Christ, but also what is it that makes you unique, your gifts and abilities, your circumstances? What is your cutting edge that no one else has? And then secondly, how sharp are you there?
and let's pray for God to sharpen us up. But let's pray together. Just present yourself to God. Say, Lord, here I am. I didn't realize before today, Lord, that I was a minister, that I was vital, that I was as important as anyone else in the body of Christ. I didn't realize that, Lord. I thought I was small and insignificant, but God, I see today how useful I am and, and the place you've put me. And God, I place myself in your hands. I say, use me, Lord. Use me for your glory. Use me for your kingdom. Use me to spread the fragrance of Jesus. Use me, Lord. Anoint me. Empower me. Guide me. Protect me. Strengthen me. Lead me in this circumstance, Lord, I pray. Help me, Lord. Lord, I pray for your anointing on every single one of us. I thank you, God, that where you call and guide, you provide. I thank you, God, that in every place you put us, you give us the equipment, the words, the wisdom, the strength, the power that we need. Right now, Holy Spirit, on each one I pray. Let's just allow this truth to sink into our hearts. Let's just allow the Holy Spirit to anoint us. You may feel unable. You may feel, I'm, I'm not able to do this. But I want to tell you, your ability comes from Christ. It's good to feel inadequate because then you're relying on Christ. Paul said, I will rejoice and boast in my weaknesses for when I'm weak, then God makes me strong. Father God, I thank you for your strength on every single one of us. And Lord, we just don't give you our ability. We give you our availability. Lord, we're available. Use us. I pray that this week we would see opportunities to spread your love in this dying world. In Jesus' name. Friends, as you present yourself to God, He makes you able now. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.